This is the podcast for creatives and creators who are sharing their work with the world and as a result have found themselves in the rather uncomfortable role of online marketer. They're not really sure what to say, how to say it, or even if they should. If that's you, you're in the right place and the good news is you don't have to show up alone anymore. And here on the podcast, we'll look both at the stories you tell others in your emails, website copy and more, and the ones you're telling yourself. So, welcome, I'm Keely Reeves and you're listening to What I Wish I'd Said Instead. Today we're following on from the last episode where we looked at voice and speaking up and coming out of hiding, and today we're talking more about your brand voice and finding your brand voice, or rather why maybe finding it is not the best way to go about creating a clear message that resounds with your audience. So if you're a creative or someone who's sharing their work in any capacity, especially online, you've probably found that in your pursuits of creating content or developing your website or product descriptions or anywhere that you need to write about your brand, that you're not sure what to say and how it's meant to sound. And all of the research that you've done has led you to the conclusion that you need to spend some time figuring out what your brand voice is. And that's actually totally true. Brand voice matters and it does involve some very specific intentional strategic choices for the actual words you use, the tone of voice, sentence structure, as well as topics and content your brand will cover. All of that is necessary for brand voice. I'm not here to try and say that's all bogus. It's not. It's important. However, the funny thing about this whole concept of voice finding is that I realized recently it was something that just didn't sit well with me as a concept that we teach people. It's the terminology or concept of finding or discovering your brand voice that I find a bit jarring. Again, not because it's not true, there is a process to carving out that very special and unique brand voice, but it's more that the focus is on the finding or the discovering is what perhaps felt a bit backwards about it. That said, what I'm hoping to do in this episode is offer some more handles for that container so you can feel a bit clearer about how to approach your brand voice so you can find communicating with your people so much easier and that they will find engaging as well. And I can already imagine that this is going to have to be a part of a series because there are so many layers and different things to this idea of voice. So I will circle back with more episodes on this to explore some of those in more detail. But for now, I need to start by addressing that there are two main focuses for this idea of brand voice. They're not so much two separate ideas, but more like two halves of one whole. And you need to explore both halves or both sides to fully, in inverted commas, find your voice. The first half is about expressing your own thoughts and beliefs and finding the strength to speak, maybe even figuring out what you believe and speaking out of that, which for a brand would also include values and beliefs, which is why we can't actually remove the idea from brand communication completely, because everything you write say or communicate will somehow be based in a belief or value. But mostly when people talk about finding their brand voice, they're thinking about the second part, which is the writing or communication style, meaning how they should write it or how it should sound. The nuts and bolts of it, like I said before, tone of voice, sentence structure, style, etc. But you can't really go about that without having some ideas or foundations in the first part. So if our brand voice is important and knowing how to write or speak in that voice is needed in our business, why is the idea of finding it not helpful? If it's so great, we would want to find it, wouldn't we? Well, we want to be able to communicate in a way that connects with our audience. We want to speak and communicate in a way that captures our message, our values and our work. And that's what we want to do. And so we created that container of voice finding to try and help us with that. But I think that's brought with us a couple or three that I'm going to mention, as Oliver Putnam would say, reverse helpful things. 
Reverse helpful thing number one, you need to find your voice. Trying to find my voice makes me think of that little blue bunny in Zelda Breath of Wild. Anyone else here a Zelda fan? If not, it's a Nintendo game and as you go wandering around and making food, solving puzzles, killing off bad dudes and visiting village shops for overpriced outfits, you might just stumble upon this creature called a Bloopy, which is completely the best name ever. And it's a glowing spirit rabbit. I'll add a picture to the blog post for the episode. Anyway, it's super cute and it's magical. And one of the side quests is to get a picture of it. Now, I tried for a good half an hour, I reckon, to sneak up on this thing. I was saving and reloading over and over again. I was wearing my stealth costume. I'd even cooked up a stealth elixir that was meant to give me 10 minutes of extra stealthiness so I could get up and close and get a great pick. And it was still hard to do. I'd move in slowly, crouching down, doing everything I was supposed to do and it would still startle and run away. And it could just be me, but that's what this whole concept of finding your voice can feel like. You might write something and feel like you've nailed it, but no one in your audience engages or responds. You're not sure what you're measuring it against, and you're trying to do all the right things to catch it and complete that side quest of finding your brand voice. And I think this quest of voice finding can discourage us or cause us to freeze and not use our voice at all because we're not sure if we're saying the right thing or using the right voice for our brand, especially if it's not your thing to write and create content and you're only doing it because your creative work has put you in a place where you need to gather up the right words to say and display them in the right place so that your right people can find you and hear from you. And we just want someone to tell us what are the rules so we can catch that little glowing blue bunny. And here's the thing. You don't find your voice. You create it. And I'll go into that more in a moment. But that really is the first key takeaway. That if finding your voice or knowing what your voice is has been weighing on you, stressing you out or making you feel like you can't write the stuff you need to write, then you're free from that. Reverse helpful thing number two. Your voice is a fixed or decided thing. Saying your voice actually makes it feel like a thing or a fixed container that you need to choose or decide on before you can write or share anything. You can download a million find your brand voice guides because you want to feel like you can wrap it all up in a neat little bow, but it still won't be fixed. It's not a fixed thing. Your voice, your brand voice is alive. It's evolving, changing, adapting, recreating, reimagining, getting louder on some things and getting quieter on others. It's breathing with the beating heart of your business. Even the choices you might make now to curate the sound of your brand will more than likely change and that's okay. Reverse helpful thing number three. Your voice is more important than theirs. In this context, it's not. This one is probably the most problematic because in our quest to seek out and obtain our brand voice, this approach puts a large amount of the focus on us. And in this context, where we're talking about connecting with and sharing with your people, it's not about you. It's about them. Yes, you're part of the equation, of course, but they're not going to be moved into action by your words. They're going to be moved into action by theirs reading their words, their thoughts in your work. So if all of this so far is feeling like a huge relief, then the good news doesn't stop there. Because I have three thoughts for you on another way to approach this as you set out to create your brand voice. And they all start with F, because it's me and I like to make things pretty. So number one is focus. It will help enormously if we shift our focus. So as you write anything, emails, product descriptions, website copy, if your focus isn't on what is my voice or in other words, how should I sound, but instead, how do I want them to feel? And the answer to that will inform and shape this elusive container of voice without you needing to hunt it down. It will happen more naturally and more effectively. Yes, what you'll be left with is a brand voice, 
but you haven't had to go into the woods chasing down blue glowing spirit rabbits to find it. So for now, stop focusing on your voice at all. Just forget it for now. You can bring it back into focus later on after you've dialed in on the next couple of things I want to suggest. And the weird part is, like I said, you'll actually end up with a really clear, engaging voice, even without needing to take a two-day personal retreat to try and figure it out. And you don't need to go and find a bunch of special words you want to use or be known to use right now. All that kind of zhuzhing and fun stuff can come later. Your focus for now is, again, on being able to think about your reader, client, customer first and how you are wanting to make them feel. What are you wanting them to connect with? Start there and the right sound for that will come as a byproduct. And as a side note, this will also help you answer questions like, do you swear in your brand and things like that? Because if you're thinking about your customer, do they swear? Would they be put off by it or relate to it? Don't just swear because other brands do and don't not swear because you're afraid to if you really want to. If you were having coffee with your dream client today, would the two of you just let the F-bomb drop? It's just worth thinking about those kind of things from their perspective. So that's number one, our attention and our focus on what we're trying to communicate and how we want to make them feel. Speaking of Fs, our second F is foundations. What are the main values or beliefs your brand is built on? Can you articulate them clearly? Have you? Have you actually written them down and put them somewhere near your computer where you write or added them to a brand guide when you outsource? For example, if you make candles, do you only use natural ingredients or do you have a zero plastic policy? If you run a clothing shop and your standards are for sustainable and ethical production only, like Cloud and Victory, a ballet wear brand who Min founded her company based on these values and it comes through in her communication a lot, like how that impacts the pricing and availability. And she never shies away from saying, guys, this is why, because I refuse to do business any other way. And that's part of her brand voice, a huge part, and it's powerful. But it could also be something light and fun as well. Like maybe one of your values is you just believe in color. An interior designer I know used to say she was saving the city from beige one cushion at a time. She believed our homes and our lives should be filled with color. And it was really engaging and, and absolutely helped inform her copy and communication. And the third F is freedom. If one of the biggest hurdles you're facing right now is about feeling like you can speak up or show up, there is no brand voice police that's going to come in and make sure you're doing it all right. And you are going to make mistakes along the way and that's okay. You are going to say some things that later you regret. You are going to post something that later you realize you don't actually believe any of that and that's okay. It's all part of this process of creating your voice. It is easier if you can sit down beforehand and really figure out and get clarity at what you really believe about the way you do business, the way you create and the way you share your art. And if there are things you see and feel passionately about, you're free to stand by them and back yourself. You don't have to hop on the bandwagon of what everyone else is doing or saying. If it's on your heart to say and it adds value, not takes away, then use your voice, your platform, your space, however big, small, loud or quiet. Episode one was all about coming out of hiding too and using your voice. So if you missed that, you might want to go back and check that out. If this was helpful or if you have any other ideas around this concept of voice finding, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me at keely at storytellingsidekick.com. And if you want to leave a review and all that jazz, I would love that too. You can find more notes and images for this episode on my Substack, and all the links are in the show notes too. Thanks for listening and I'll chat to you soon. Thank you.